Well, hey, what is going on, Liberty fans? My name is Nick Kirby, and welcome to the Sea of Red Live podcast. This is the basketball edition. Show is presented, as always, by Jason Porter Real Estate, covering all of your residential and commercial real estate needs in the Lynchburg area and beyond, as well as Ironclad Coffee. I am joined once again by my co-host, the Dr. Will Matthews. Uh Wild week for Liberty basketball, some highs, some lows. Uh, Will, how are we feeling? Nervous. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm always feeling good. Uh, lots of good stuff going on. And speaking of good stuff going on, we have got a big-time show tonight. Uh, Darius McGee, never heard of him. He's going to be joining us here in a few minutes. And really excited uh, as well, we got Greg Leonard, the head coach of Queens. I reached out to Queens because we play him twice this week. Uh, wanted to get someone, and they, they sent their head coach. How about that? So uh, pretty cool. We're excited about uh, to have Grant on a little later on. And then, of course, AC Red founder John Manson. He's also going to be on uh, our interview with Darius. Can ask Darius some questions as well. So really looking forward to that. Uh, before we get started, if you are watching uh, on YouTube, please take two seconds. Hit that like button and subscribe while you are there. Uh, we really do appreciate it. It really helps us continue uh, to grow the show and bring you uh, great Flames content, hopefully. Uh, and then the Sea Red Podcast also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So check that out as well. I uh, want to tell you also real quick, uh, tomorrow night the Liberty Basketball Show uh, is going to be at Scoreboards in Lynchburg from 6 to 7. Uh, how about this, Will? Free appetizer per table and 50-cent wings. Uh, you can't beat that. Uh, Richie McKay speaking, free appetizers. I mean, what better than that? Uh, well, you're going to be uh, making that trip up on a Monday night. Was it about two hours away now? Oh, man, about four hours for me. Uh, I wish I could be there just to see Coach McKay, but uh, those uh, appetizers are sounding good. Yeah, I'm thinking about making the eight-hour commute tomorrow. We'll, we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to see as well. A lot of great people here in the chat. Uh, I don't know this Chad guy. Sounds cool. Ray, what's up, man? Bailey. Appreciate your support as always, Tim. Man, this is awesome. We're looking forward to it. All right, well, let's jump right into it before we get into all the good stuff. Uh, let's just get to the let's get the Band-Aid off. Uh, Kennesaw 88-81 winners over Liberty on Thursday night in the biggest game of the year in the A-Sun. Uh, Darius McGee was spectacular. 43 points, 8 for 14 for 3, 9 of 10 from the line. Well, if uh, you would have told me uh, that Darius McGee would have put up that stat line, uh, would you have thought we won by 20 or 30? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe split the difference, go 25. Uh, yeah. And that was a much higher scoring game than what we were thinking originally. Yeah. I was way off. I think I said, like, yeah, I think it's like a 60 61 slugfest. Uh, was anything from that about that? Uh, credit to Kennesaw, man. They played their, their tails off. Uh, great atmosphere. I uh, did have the same atmosphere on Saturday against Queens, but uh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kennesaw just at the end of the game, they could not miss. Uh, definitely with some holes in Liberty's defense. Some of it was also really great playmaking from Kennesaw State. Usually when you have a 24-8 run over the five final 5-11 of a game, it's a combination of both. Uh, it's not usually just bad defense or just great offense. Usually there's a little bit of both in that. But uh, uh, the good news is Liberty came back on Saturday and uh, uh, beat Jacksonville State uh, 79-55. Uh, outscored Jacksonville State by 58 points in the two games this year. And 
our fellows from Queens, who we're going to get really familiar with, uh, did Liberty a massive solid and went on the road and won at Kennesaw in a, uh, man, uh, Will, was that like the most uh, set up for a letdown game? <laughs> like, like you could kind of, I didn't think they would lose, but I, I definitely thought that there'd be a letdown. Yeah, uh, I was a little shocked to see that, um, honestly. I think I just like put Twitter on and I saw like the first thing I saw was your tweet saying down goes Kennesaw. Um, so I was shocked, but I mean, man, Queens is pretty good. And that's why I said at the top of the show, I'm nervous because we've got Queens next and they're, they might be feeling it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I trust some of these Ken Palm numbers that say Liberty has a 92% chance at home after they just went and won at Kennesaw. Uh uh, might be might be something a little off there, Mr. Pomeroy. I want to look at that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, but this was this was a great game. And, and Darius McGee, how about how about the week? How about the week that he had? I think it was seventy points. I think I just saw Liberty Twitter tweet that out. Uh, Thirteen for twenty four in two games from three point. I just like this is just ridiculous what what he's been doing. And uh, man, he's uh, seems like he's getting primed for the uh, Big Eight Sun tournament starting here week from tomorrow yeah he did all right i guess you could say <laughs> yeah but this was uh this was kind of a chippy game too i definitely want to ask guys uh, oh yeah about that what a what a wild game and uh i, I don't not quite as wild as the uh austin p game <laughs> north florida to end that one there's some bad blood in the water there's something um yeah yeah jackson jacksonville state looked like they just did not care <clears throat> who they fouled or how they fouled anybody and i really thought like the coach didn't even look like he like really cared you know i feel like if it was liberty guys like mckay would probably would have been in somebody's face or put a stop to it because that's just not liberty's brand of basketball jacksonville state it felt like all right well our season's done so let's just go tackle a bunch of people <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was interesting. But Jacksonville State have been playing really, really well. Yeah. Um, I, I tweeted a lot of it before the game. You looked at some of their numbers uh, over the, like the last seven games. I, I like to use Torvik said they were the fourth best team in the conference. So they came in playing well. They played with, coming with I, I thought a lot of confidence and uh, Liberty just completely dominated this game from from start to finish. So uh, that was great to see. All right, here's where we are in the A-Sun. Liberty Kennesaw tied up top. Uh, Kennesaw, of course, holds the tiebreaker. Um, you can kind of see it all the way down. We'll get to this a little bit more later on. Um, here's the bracket. If the tournament started today, Liberty would be lined up with uh, the winner of uh, Bellarmine or North Florida. But I say all this to point this out, and this is a whole lot of math, and I don't expect you to read through all this. <laughs> uh, but Ken Palm projects that Kennesaw is going to lose one of their next two games. Uh, they give them a 55% chance of winning at North Alabama, who is as hot as anyone in the A-Sun right now. Uh, and they give them a 77% chance of winning against us uh, at Central Arkansas. Both those games on the road, but Kim Pop says one of those two games they're going to lose. Uh, projecting Liberty will win both of their 79 and 92. Uh, I mean, obviously the games have to be played. Uh, you know, Liberty was favored against Kennesaw on the road, but, uh, uh, Kennesaw gave Liberty some life. Well, uh, I'll be interested to see what this, this week plays out. And man, there's just so much up in the air, the whole conference top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kennesaw state, you wonder if that letdown game is really gonna 
I don't know, light a fire under them to finish well. That UNA team is going to be a tough team for them. I think they match up really well with Kennesaw State. Central Arkansas, not so sure about that one. Um, just hoping North Alabama can take care of it. And then, gosh, if we could beat Queens twice, um, what a great ending to the season that would be. Yeah, uh, Wednesday night is going to be huge. Uh, Liberty at Queens, so obviously that you would assume would be the tougher of the two games on the road. And then uh, Kennesaw's toughest games on Wednesday. So uh, we might at the end of Wednesday night have a pretty good idea how things are going to turn out or maybe absolutely no idea whatsoever because that's kind of been the <laughs> the year it's been. But that has uh, uh, certainly made it fun. Well, how about we uh, uh, bring in uh, the all-time leading scorer in Liberty basketball history? Do you think we should do that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Joined now by... Liberty senior guard Darius McGee. Darius, uh, wild week for you guys. Uh, have you guys got back and recovered? Felt like a really uh, emotional two games on that road trip. Uh, for sure. Uh, we got a little recovery stuff in today, and guys have pretty much just been trying to get our bodies as close to 100% as possible heading into uh, next week. So, uh, We're joined by John Manson as well. John, uh, why don't you jump in and uh, give us some questions for Darius tonight? Sure. Uh... Good to see you guys tonight. Darius, uh, thanks for joining us. A lot of fun. Been, been a lot of fun watching you the last few years. And we're all uh, looking – I started to say looking forward uh, to senior night, but but I'm not sure we're necessarily looking forward to it. We don't, don't want to see your career come to an end at Liberty, but uh, we'll always be cheering for you wherever you're at, wherever you're playing. But uh, has it kind of sunk into you a little bit the last 24 hours or so that – you know, you got your last regular season home game, at least, coming up at Liberty Arena on Friday? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, as a competitor, it seemed like the season just flew by just because you're so focused throughout the weeks, just preparing for the two games every week that we have. But, I mean, Blake Preston, who has been here for five years with me, he makes sure to let me know, like, hey, D, we only got so many more of these. Or, like, last uh, game against Jack State, he said, wow, it's really only two more. Two more of these before the postseason, right before tip-off. So, unless it's moments like that, I typically don't really pay too much attention. Hey, Darius, um, being a North Carolina native uh, from the great city of Roxborough, where there's probably three inches of snow on the ground right now. Um, no, I don't know. It just snows a lot in Roxborough. Uh, do like do your folks back home? Like, I know your family, of course. Like, they're pay attention to your games. If they're not there, they're watching. But like, are there other people in your hometown, like maybe people you went to school with or like people in your neighborhood that like really know like, you know, <laughs> like your game and are paying attention to Liberty basketball because of all the success that you've had? Uh, for sure. I mean, I've always felt the love and support from my hometown, even since I was a freshman. So, I mean, it's, it's always been in a big scale, honestly. Like the, I get text messages and social media notifications from people I, like you said, went to school with, uh, family members, of course, former coaches. So I've always felt the love and support. So they they time in and they watch every single game, I think. So it's super dope to have, honestly. Nice. Uh, Darius, that, that game on Saturday against Jacksonville State felt very uh, intense, very physical. Do you think that was maybe the, the most uh, physical game of the year or, or up there? Uh, I mean, that's college basketball. Every game is physical in its own way. I mean, I don't think it's subpar a lot of other games. I think it's just another basketball game. The physicality just might have showed 
in a uh, very direct way in that game, but I don't think that has been significantly different than any other ones. Darius, I'm wondering who's uh, one of your Liberty teammates, not on the current team, but one of your former teammates that, that you text with the most. And, and and it can't be Mayo or Cuff or Zach because, you know, they're all on staff. So who's one of your former Liberty teammates you, you text the most? I'll probably say Titus Dean, who was a walk-on for us. Uh, me and Titus actually were roommates when we first got to campus. So we have an unbelievable relationship. We were roommates for – not just my freshman year on campus, but two years off campus. So uh, our relationship is super, super deep. He, whether it's music, his music career, he's always like sending me songs to kind of let me pre-listen to them before they come out. Or we're just talking basketball relationships. Like it's, that's definitely my, all of them are my brothers, but we, we definitely have a very much, very deep relationship. So probably definitely Titus Dean. Yeah. And I was going to ask too about some of your former teammates, because we were watching the game on TV the other night and um, they showed just a, a real quick shot of Elijah Cuffey, like yelling something as you guys were trying to get back on defense. And what is it like having them as, you know, guys that are on staff now, uh, some of your former teammates, and then I'm going to follow up to John's question, who on the team right now will you be texting next year uh, when, when you're not on the team? Uh, it's definitely a unique situation that we are afforded to have those two guys, Mayo and Cuff on staff. And I think it's super easy to listen to them. Like, it's super easy for them to grab our ear just from the fact that they still get out there and play. But being former teammates of theirs, you respect their game first and foremost. So their opinion holds a lot of weight to you. So those guys always give great advice in the mix of games, whether it be life stuff, you sit down at dinner, like you'll get a text message at the practice, like, hey, let's go to such and such and wrap dinner just to talk and get away from basketball a little bit. So I think they – add a very unique uh, like blessing to our family, to our program. And I'll probably be texting all the guys because they're all very silly. They're all, they're all characters in their own way, and I, I love each one of them. But probably CP probably be who I text the most just because I always want to help him, especially just because we relate in so many different ways the most I can. So. Darius, I was looking through some of your your numbers this year. Uh, two things really have, have stood out for me that that have maybe uh, made you, you know, obviously were the player of the year last year, so you already were pretty good. Uh, but I think have maybe taken you a little bit to the next level is your turnover rate, especially in conference play. It seems like it's really improved. Would you attribute that a lot to to Colin Porter? Um, you know, maybe taking taking the ball a little bit more and the ball handling responsibilities from you. Absolutely. And he's done a great job this season. Like he just makes the game so much easier. It's almost like having two Kyle Rose on the floor. But and I also think it's a little bit of like just like life. When you experience things, you're able to kind of prepare yourself for just in case those situations happens like happen again. So last year I kinda used that like I had to just kinda get through the fire and get through it the best way I could. So obviously now in year two I'm better prepared for those similar situations, similar schemes that teams ran last year. So I think all of that together is kind of what shot the turnover rate down, which I'm pretty sure we're all very excited to see go down. You know, Darius, despite uh, the loss Thursday night, it was a lot of fun to be down there and, uh, you know, watch you go off for 43. Just one of the best performances I've ever seen you have. And you, you that's saying something because you've had a lot. But uh, as you kind of think back over your time at Liberty, 
Who's the one teammate? And again, I know you can get your uh, your shot off against anybody, but who's the one teammate when you guys are playing pickup in the summer or or whatever? Who's who's the one teammate over the last you know five years that's been the toughest uh, to get your shot off against? All of them. They all very different. So y'all got to. It's almost like you got to look to attack each one differently. From when I first got here, it was Lavelle, Georgia, a little bit, Cuff, of course. Then it was just strictly cuff. Then you got Isaiah and Shiloh in the mix. Now you got JV in the mix. They're all so different defenders, and they position themselves very differently on certain things. So, like I always tell them all the time, I give my like I give my scoring ability from playing against those guys. Like the credit goes to them. Like in a way, I guess I'm sharpening their defensive skills when they have to guard smaller guards and. Playing against their length and length and athleticism, it definitely puts me in a box. So it definitely makes me figure out how to get done. So in game situations, I'm best prepared. But all those guys are a handful for sure. It looks like um, you guys really turned the page from that Kennesaw State game against Jacksonville State. Is it something you know when you have a loss like that to a to an important game? Is it something that you really flush and turn the page, or is it something that you you kind of hold on to knowing that you could have another opportunity to play them in a more meaningful game down the road. A little mixture of both, but it's a very similar feeling to losing any other game. Like you, it isn't like your core identity needs to be flipped. It's a lot of minor adjustments. So you look at that game, we had that game put away. They did a great job and made us pay for our lack of execution on both ends and came back and won the game. So you understand that it's minor adjustments, so therefore that way it's not that deflating of a loss, even though it does seem like there's big stakes around the game. So it definitely helped us turn the page as quickly just because of the perspective we had on the game. Darius, I know that you're a team-first guy, and you're probably the most humble superstar in the country. But but looking at some numbers, you on, on Ken Palm, you are now in the top 10 for their player of the year standings. And if you look at some of the names on this list, uh, you know, some of the, the top players in the country and there hasn't been a player from a small conference on this list since 2016. What does it mean to you to be kind of mentioned with with some of these guys? I mean, it's definitely an honor. You look at the list, there's a ton of talent on there. And just to understand that the work that you put in and the beauty of collaborating with those in your program, like collaborating with my teammates, collaborating with my coaches, it's like this has been the byproduct of it. So I think that's one thing that I'm super grateful for first. But you would have told me five four or four years ago that I'd be on a list with the caliber of these guys, and I probably wouldn't have thought that. So, <laughs> so, so Darius, as you, uh, you know, kind of come to the end of your, your Liberty career, what's something that you uh, – you'll take take with you what's something that kind of sticks out the most of, of your time at Liberty and something that you'll uh, you'll take with you for the rest of your life uh the power of unconditional love like when you've been in a program like this for five years and you experience that day in and day out I think it's the only way you can allow for true growth in a person and I would probably say um, the, the power of collaborating like I just said to me, Life is a collaboration. Everyone, no one's the same. So the ability to relate and continue to enhance character in one, not just yourself, is what's going to move the ball forward for not just you, but the world. So I'd probably say those two things. 
That was deep. That's, put that on a shirt, John. There you go. Uh, so, Darius, uh, two games to end the season, kind of an, a, a different way of playing a team back-to-back. What, what's your thoughts on on having to play Queens uh, uh, Wednesday in Charlotte and coming back to Lynchburg to play them on Friday? Is that kind of an interesting way to end the year? A little bit, but at the end of the day, it's still the same. Like, you still got to prepare for the first game, take the first game for the first game put yourself in the best possible position to be successful the first night. And after that game finished, then you can worry about what the small tweaks are to help you be successful for the next. So like it is, it's a little weird just because you play the same team back to back, but the process is still the same. I feel like that, that COVID year might've kind of helped you. I know it's a little different traveling, but maybe got a little bit of experience with that. Absolutely. All right, one last question for you, Darius. I I know you guys take this one game at a time, and and we all appreciate that. But what would it mean to you to get Liberty back to the NCAA tournament in your last year? Uh, that's obviously a goal of ours, and it would be spectacular to, not from my standpoint, like for it to be closure for my career or anything. But last year, I kind of felt disappointed just because the that freshman class didn't have a chance to experience it. So to be able to be a part of a team and help that sophomore class and freshman class experience that and hopefully continue that on. So I think that's probably would be the exciting part for me. Well, Darius, uh, thank you so much for taking some time to come on and join us. It has been an absolute joy to watch your career from, from freshman to now and uh, your growth and, and how humble you've been throughout it all. So we really do appreciate it and uh, uh, best of luck for the rest of the way. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Darius. All right. That was our guy, Darius McGee. John, uh, you got to put this into words. What does Darius just mean to to this program and and, uh, and everything? Man, what, what a stud. Like, you know, it's been so much fun watching him, you know, really grow up. You know, you think about the last, you know, five years he'd been here when he come in as a freshman, you know, I guess he was about 18 years old or so. And then to see him now, I mean, you listen to him there. I mean, he's so mature, so well-spoken and and uh, humble, as you alluded to there, Nick. And it's so much fun. I mean, this is a guy that just dropped 43 points in the biggest game uh, of the regular season for the Flames to this point. And, uh, for him to 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 do that, and then after the game, you ask him about it, and you know he deflects and doesn't want to talk about himself. He wants to talk about the team and and uh, you know what they didn't do, what he didn't do to get the job done. And uh, it's been so much fun to to watch his career. And you know who would have thought that you know five years ago when when he came in, you know five nine guard from you know little known Roxborough, North Carolina, and here he is, as, you know, the greatest Liberty basketball player of all time. It, it's been been a remarkable journey, and you know we've seen lots of uh, lots of highs during his career. And he's really that's one thing I was thinking about this week is he's really you know taken you know if you go back to when he came in as a freshman, Liberty was just entering the A Sun and hadn't been to the NCAA tournament since 2013, and now as he kind of exit stage right here in a few weeks, uh, this program is so much further along, primarily due to him and, and others, right? I mean, obviously you can't uh, not talk about, you know, Caleb Holmesley and, and Georgie Pacheco-Ortiz, Maya Baxbarrel, Scotty James, et cetera, et cetera, Lavelle Cabell could go on and on and on, Ryan Kimright, all those guys. But um, now Liberty is expected to win the championship, expected to go to the NCAA tournament. And if you think back to last year when when the, the team was unable to get the job done, 
how disappointing, how deflating, how demoralizing that felt. But prior to Darius getting on campus, that's what happened every year. So uh, the program's grown leaps and bounds uh, during his five years on campus. Yeah, John. And he stayed when he didn't have to. Um, you know, after last year, I mean, he could have used his last year of eligibility, I mean, at any school in the country, um, but he decided to to stay at Liberty and go back to the tournament with us. I've said it before, you know, that the, the 2020 season felt like a curse, but we got an extra year out of Darius out of it. So yeah. uh, who knows what happens the rest of this way? We, we could look back and uh, be like, oh, wow, that was the way it was meant to be. John, I know a lot of people kind of see Ken Palm player of the year and they don't really think much of it. Um, but as someone who looks at this a lot, it is so difficult for a player in the A Sun to get on a list like this because they're measuring efficiency. This isn't, you know, just how this is, you know, the shots and the percentage and in every piece that goes into it. Could you even imagine 10 years ago seeing a Liberty player? on a list like this? I mean, I couldn't have imagined, have imagined it, you know, three years ago, probably. I mean, you know, it's really uh, just crazy to see what Darius has been able to do and, and not only what he's been able to do, but he's done it with such a good group around him. And it feels like there's like, I mean, the, the other night against Kennesaw, I mean, how many times last year did he have games like that? And, uh, you know, he hasn't really done that a lot this year. I mean, he's, you know, he'll get his 18, his 20, and you'll look up and be like, you know, it felt like he hasn't even hardly scored and he's got 22. And and that's, you know, right around what he's averaging, 21, 22 points a game. So, um, you know, he's been incredibly efficient. and But really what's made this team, you know, kind of take that next gear from last year to this year and, and you know, kind of be in that realm of a, a top 50 national team is what he's done with his team with his teammates. You know, you talk about his his efficiency numbers, his assist to turnover rate, his turnover rate being down so much from last year, which I know is something that he uh, he focused on and concentrated on. But uh, I mean, the, the growth we've seen from from Kyle Road and and uh, so many others on this team, um, uh, Colin Porter. I mean, you really can't overstate his impact on this team this year. I know he had a disappointing night uh, Thursday night at Kennesaw State, but uh, one thing I know about Colin, I know this show is kind of more towards Darius and, and about him, but one thing about Colin is he does not back down from a challenge. So I know he'll learn a lot from that game, uh, from those last few minutes and, and how poorly he played. Uh, and he'll learn a lot from it. And I'm not saying he'll never play like that ever again, but if he's in that situation once again, then uh, I don't doubt that he'll be able to get the job done. And uh, But anyways, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's amazing that Darius is, is even – uh, sniffing a top 10 uh, player list. And I really hope he gets the the recognition he deserves nationally at the end of the season. I mean, he should be on, on an All-American list uh, somewhere at the end of the year, if not several. Yeah, I think they have three teams. He should. There's no question he should at least be on one of those teams. Uh, uh, on Colin Porter, I thought, I thought Porter really responded with a really great game at Jacksonville State. One of the things that's most impressive about him is is, is there'll be times where he'll he'll drive to the rim and he'll get he'll get rejected, you know, his, his size. But it doesn't like a lot of players we'd see would like be timid after that. Like they'll just do it the next play, or you know. Um, I, I thought he really did respond uh, uh, with with a really really good performance. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he I think 
there's no other explanation for why the turnover rate is completely flipped. Um, and Darius is ninth in the conference right now in turnover rate. And that was a, it, it, that was his one flaw last year and he has the ninth best. So, um, that's really positive. Let's talk a little bit, John, uh, while we got you, uh, about, uh, the a sun and, uh, this, this race, did you think Kennesaw had any chance of losing on Saturday? I mean, I, I, it was like a classic letdown spot, but man, kind of given Liberty life. No, I really didn't. I mean, I had, you know, been gone to Kennesaw Thursday and most of the day Friday. So I, I uh, reserved the better part of Saturday as family time. So we were out running errands, doing things and with the family. And, and of course, you know, I checked the scores and I see some chatter on Twitter, like, Oh, look at, look at this. But I mean, Kennesaw, that's been them all year is playing in these close games. And then they find a way at the, at the end to win, or even they'll fall behind and they find a way to come back and win like they did against Liberty last week. And, uh, you know, I know Queens has the ability to win and I wouldn't be shocked if, if Queens, you know, stole one this week against Liberty, but, uh, for them to go into to the KSU Convocation Center and and win a game there is just in, incredible. But especially what what I saw in person Thursday night, I mean that place was rowdy and rocking and and um, you know I'm sure it was something that uh, you know a letdown was to be expected from the Owls, but you know I didn't think that they would lose. And now you know you're sitting here and the two teams are tied once again. We'll have to see. Uh, how this week shakes shakes out and see if, you know, Liberty can gain another game on them to, to get the best of that tiebreaker. Yeah. Well, speaking of Queens, uh, let's go ahead and bring on a, a Queens' head coach here in just a second after we uh, pay a quick word to our sponsor, Jason Porter. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Jason Porter. I'm with Legacy Realty and Development, and it's been a, a great partnership here with Sea of Red lately. Uh, I was with Liberty Athletics as the Associate Athletic Director for Sports Medicine, so took care of all of the uh, healthcare needs and coordinated that with a fantastic staff at Liberty um, in the athletic department, of course, for about uh, five or six years, and then uh, moved into real estate full-time and uh, with Legacy Realty and Development. And uh, it's just been a great pleasure to continue to stay connected with my Liberty University uh, family and the athletics family as well. I've been enjoying serving them. Uh, a lot of the um, graduate assistants and some of the staff that I hired has come back now and has uh, been using me for residential services, which I really appreciate. But certainly do residential real estate as far as buying and selling of homes, of course. And then also uh, we have a strong commercial presence as well. So commercial real estate, um, obviously a very, very different animal than is residential. But uh, whether it's buying and selling commercial uh, properties or uh, just the leasing of properties, we can help with that as well. So it's uh, been a great uh, opportunity to service our commercial clients as well. And then certainly on the investment front, too, a number of um, folks who have discovered the power of passive income through real estate and investing in real estate with rental properties or fix and flips, those kind of things. And so great joy to, um, to serve my clients in that capacity as well. The uh, other thing that I would add, too, is just a very, very full Rolodex at this point of contractors and subs and just different professional contacts that I've made through the years. So if I can ever provide any of those folks to you and all of a sudden you need a plumber or an electrician or a contractor to build your deck, whatever, I'd certainly be glad to give you access to that Rolodex and those references as well, because a lot of times it's not exactly 
who you know, it's uh, who you know that knows how to do the job well. And so I would be glad to provide those services for you as well. So love Flames Nation, love taking care of um, my Liberty uh, family. And if there's ever anything I can do for you, my contact information is all right here on the screen. And I would love to be uh, a service to you and yours. Thanks so much. All right, we are joined now by Queens head coach Grant Leonard. Grant, thank you so much for taking some time to join us tonight. How are you guys? Appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, congrats on the the great first season uh, in the A-Sun. You guys are just coming off a, a huge win against Kennesaw State on the road. Uh, what was that win like for you and your program on Saturday? Uh. Obviously, it was uh, vindicating for our guys. We've been really banged up. Uh, we still are. And just for them to be able to battle through that adversity and get that win on the road, I'm really happy for our guys and, and a testament to their character. Hey, Coach. Um, at the beginning of the season, uh, the A-Sun did like a basketball preview show, and you had the uh, like preseason poll like posted up behind you in the locker room, and I saw that, and I was like – yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I think I'm going to be a Queens fan uh, from now on. But uh, <laughs> what does it mean to you to to kind of just be in the A Sun this year and have so much success after, like in the the media poll, poll and the coaches poll? Like, you know, a lot of folks uh, faded Queens coming up to the A Sun. Well, I'll be honest. You know, we're coming off a 30 and four season and returned most of our team. We had an All American that left and went to Murray State. Uh, but for the most of the part, the, the the crux and core of our team would returned. And, you know, most of those guys have, have never really lost, uh, not in high school and if maybe junior college or, or, or even college. So for them to be picked last was offensive to them. And uh, I, I applaud our guys for fighting through it, um, despite all the injuries and everything. And, and I, I can just say this, we're not a last place team. I know that for sure. Well, Coach, uh, for Liberty fans who have never seen you before, we're going to get a, a great taste of Queens with with two games back-to-back to end the season. Kind of a, a wild way to end the season. I know you guys play a, a faster tempo, but tell, tell Liberty fans a little bit about what to expect out of Queens. You know, first of all, I'd say first thing is, is we're going to battle. Uh, I think that's how everyone will describe us. We're a little undersized, especially since the leading rebounder in the league is out uh, for the rest of the year. And... Um, but if you look at every position, uh, for the most part, we're, we're a couple inches and a couple pounds lighter or shorter than most teams. But yet we still do a great job on the glass and our guys are just going to battle. Now, we're, because we're smaller, we're going to spread teams out uh, and we're going to try we're going to try and be aggressive while we spread them out. And that's pretty much how we play as we attack downhill all game. Do you got, is it kind of the mentality for you and your coaching staff and the players as well? I mean, I know you guys have a lot to play for with the tournament coming up, but um, with Kennesaw and Liberty being tied, is there like a little bit of us play a spoiler mentality to kind of just create chaos at the the top of the standings there? Does that enter your mind? It it, it really doesn't because it doesn't matter who we play. It's just the pride. Yeah. You know, pride that our guys play with. And we are playing, trying, trying to get in the conference tournament and conference tournament seating. Uh, but, but for the most part, our, our guys just don't want to lose ever. So they're going to battle every single play, uh, just trying to win that play. And, and that's how our guys really compete on a, on a play by play basis. 
talk to us a little bit about about Kenny Dye. He's had a just a fantastic season. Uh, he absolutely should be first team All A son. Uh, tell us a little bit about him and 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 what he means to your program. Is he a is he a true like senior? Is this his last year? Or could he come back next year? No, this is it. This is this is the farewell tour for him. Uh, and he started starting for us, uh, 2018-19. Um, and it, it was Darius McGee's first year too. And their first college game was a scrimmage against each other. Uh, how about that? And and that was obviously when we were Division Two. And um, but but remember, because Darius wasn't even on our scouting report, and he lit us up. Uh, he had a bunch of threes in the first half. Uh, it, it was a really tight contest, and uh, Coach, I don't know if you guys know this, but Coach McKay's first college job ever was at Queens. Uh, he worked for Dale Lair. So um, Coach McKay is a friend, uh, a mentor. He has given me a bunch of kind words over the years, but when we when I first got the job and we transitioned, he, he was really thoughtful, and I appreciate his his kindness and mentorship over the years. Um, but, but this game means a lot. Kenny Dye is amazing. He's amazing to coach, uh, his character, uh, his overall body of work. He doesn't wow you with wow plays. He just whittles you down play by play, uh, like a surgeon and, uh, true, truly great career. He broke our all-time scoring record, uh, this past week on Thursday. Uh, he's 11 assists away from being our all-time lean assist guy. He's got the most starts, the most games played, the most wins, the second most steals. I mean, the accolades are, are truly amazing. Yeah, as a longtime Liberty fan, guys like Kenny Dye scare me a little bit. <laughs> um, but is is there any um, under the radar guys on your team that maybe uh, have developed a little bit quicker than you thought they would, and, and maybe had more of an impact this year than maybe you know even you guys foresaw as a staff? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think AJ McKee was going to be scoring eighteen points a game in league, <laughs> and, and he's done a really good job. I mean, uh, he's a sophomore guard from Charlotte. Uh, but he's really developed as a scorer. In high school, he only averaged 10 points a game. He was on a state championship team, did a great job in high school, but he's really developed into a really, really uh, efficient scorer, and I've been really proud of him. And then B.J. McLaurin has also, through Gavin Rain's absence, really come in as a double-digit scorer since Gavin's been hurt and really proud of the progress he's made, uh, not just offensively but defensively on the glass as well. Coach, outside of maybe the game on Saturday, was, you know, such a big win for you. What was maybe one of your other favorite moments of the season? Uh, there's a lot because um, I could go through. Obviously, their first win versus Marshall uh, in our first Division One game. Then, you know, winning the uh, our first MTE in Jamaica was a big deal. Then we won two bye games this year, beating Bowling Green and East Tennessee State. Uh, all of those were huge for our program. Um, and then our first a sun game coming back from down 16 in the second half and, and, and really, you know, versus Austin P and battling that all those were honestly amazing, you know, and then, and then this win at Kennesaw was also great. Uh, cause I don't think anyone, anyone at this point in the season, so how injured and how banged up we are thought we were going to win that game. And, and for our guys to battle through that on the road against the team that was in first place, uh, means a lot shows that our program is very capable. How do you feel about these partner games kind of going back to back and went home, went in a way? Yeah, I, uh, you know, obviously it's our first year in the league. So I, I, as soon as we got in the league, a lot of people were complaining, not because we're in the league, but the schedule changed, how scheduling changed. And I feel terrible about that, that we kind of threw a wrench in that 
and, and there was no balance to the schedule. Like, for instance, our first week we play Austin P, and then we go on the road to Eastern Kentucky. That's like an eight-hour trip. Uh, just to split that trip up, like it was really hard on our guys, and Eastern Kentucky didn't play that Thursday. Then, for instance, I think that we have, you know, you play five teams twice. Well, we got Eastern Kentucky, uh, Kennesaw, uh, Kennesaw State, and Liberty twice. I don't think anyone else has the, the <laughs> three the three top teams twice. And I'm not knocking it. It just is what it is because uh, it was random happenstance for all that. But, yeah, I think the league, as, as, as it progresses, will have to figure out balancing the schedule a little bit better. Uh, Coach, obviously you guys are, are fighting to – to uh, make the tournament, there's so many jumbled teams. Uh, it's been a been a fun year in the A Sun, and uh, uh, I I think since Liberty's been in by far the the, the top uh, the league's been uh, top to bottom. I think a lot of that is you guys' credit for that your non conference schedule. You really helped the overall computer metrics and stuff like that. Uh, but what would it mean to your program to get into the the A Sun tournament? Obviously, you guys aren't NCAA tournament eligible, uh, but Bellarmine, we saw them win it last year and it was still very, very special to them. What would that mean to you? Chipping a chair, man. That's all you need. You know, once you're playing basketball, it's about making shots. And, you know, so we would love to to, to get in the tournament. It's something that's a, a standard of ours. We've never not made the conference tournament since I've been at Queens, my 10th year. So, so it's something that's really important to our guys. That being said, this is a foundational year and we're just trying to build from here. And, and I think we have a strong foundation with what we've accomplished so far winning 17 games in our first year in division one. Um, but going forward, our, our standards will not change because we've gone from division two to division one. We expect to be competing for championships. What's your thoughts on the a only letting 10 teams. In? Cause I think this is the, the first year. I think there was a couple of years they had like one or two teams didn't make it, but to be honest, those teams probably didn't deserve it where there's going to be a team left out yeah. right now. Right now would be Jacksonville. That, that's not a bad team. You know, they're, they're a competitive team night in and night out. Is it, is it kind of like cool that it creates this really fun final week of the regular season that maybe would kind of be more of a grind and played out? Or do you kind of also like hate it at the same time? As, as a coach, I, I would prefer that all the teams make it. And that's just me. I, I think that all the teams are, are in the league. They're members and they should get an opportunity to compete in the conference tournament. And I always say that the cream always rises to the top. So uh, I, I know what they're trying to do as, as a league holistically is they're trying to protect the top seeds. Uh, they don't want to, to have lower seeds get into the tournament and bring the, the higher seeds net and RPI down for seeding for the, for the NCAA tournament. And I get that. So it's important that our league shows strength in the NCAA tournament that we get the best seed possible. But at the same time, I, I think a lot of these coaches uh, deserve to be in the in the tournament, and and, I, and I'd like to see all of them there. So, uh, hope hope that we can find a balance as as the league progresses forward. Yeah, coach, and I, I don't know how you feel about this. I, I sort of have mixed feelings on um, the reseeding, and also have a little bit of mixed feelings on the uh, the home, you know, the higher seed getting home court advantage. I always kind of like those tournaments that are at a neutral place, and the crowd is kind of 50-50. But um, you know, your last uh, kind of road trip coming up here to is to Lynchburg. Um, in the new conference for you guys, do you have a a city or an arena that you've been to where you were like, man, this is a great atmosphere? And um, you know, what what have your thoughts have been about just kind of the road trips in the A Sun? First of all, the cities are all fantastic. Uh, 
really glad that we're in the ASUN conference traveling to great places. And I mean that, like when you're talking about going to Atlanta, talking about going to Jacksonville, talking about going to Louisville, you're talking about going to Nashville, you're talking about great American cities. Uh, and, and we're in Charlotte. And so I believe our institution chose to align with the ASUN because they wanted to be with other schools that were in major metropolitan areas. Uh, and so we're a proud member of the ASUN and uh, excited to go to Lynchburg, been there before, scrimmaged there before, uh, twice, once when Dale Lair was the coach and once when, when Richie was there. And so uh, the facilities for, for Liberty are amazing. I expect an unbelievable environment uh, Friday night. Uh, that being said, the best environment we've played in so far this year is Kennesaw. Um, they, they, they had a good crowd. The band was phenomenal and, and, you know, they're in first place. So they're really rooting them on. I don't think it was quite the crowd they had versus Liberty, uh, but it was really good. And, uh, but we, we had them quiet a lot of the game. So I was happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> Us too. Well, yeah. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for that win. Uh, we, we all really appreciate it. Well, coach, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us. This was such a treat and, uh, uh, really looking forward to these two games this week. A lot on the line for both teams, and really just looking forward to the whole A-Sun. I think it's going to be a really fun and uh, fascinating final week, so thank you so much. No, thank you guys for having me. Know, know this, uh, uh, Liberty is a, is a class class team, uh, and, and like I said, uh, C- Coach McKay is an unbelievable person, and I appreciate your guys' time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. All right, we're going to have a quick word from other sponsor, Ironclad Coffee, and we'll be right back. Virginia's best and most flames-friendly coffee comes from Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Ironclad Roasters serves up their beautiful beans at two cafes in Richmond, but you can enjoy their crafted roasted specialty beans from anywhere in the country by visiting www.ironcladcoffee.com. Place your order there, and it'll be roasted to your order and shipped out directly to your doorstep. Whenever you find yourself in the Commonwealth, pay them a visit at their two cafes in the Richmond area. Ironclad's owners, the O'Rourke family, our proud Flames Club members, and are pleased to sponsor these podcasts by Sea Red. Hop on, hop on over to their website at www.ironcladcoffee.com now to get Virginia's best specialty coffee headed your way. Well, well, when we started this like Vines Palm cast, like, did you think we'd have like the greatest player in Liberty history, <laughs> and then uh, the head coach of another team joining us on the same episode? Yeah, he was incredible. Um, I'm glad that uh, they give me a new team to root for in the A Sun next year when we're when we're out. So yeah, yeah, we'll definitely. Hopefully, we can beat them twice this week, and then we'll we'll, we'll promise we'll root for you. I would honestly, I would love to see. Um, it, it's kind of. I was kind of looking at the math. I was like, I kind of want to see Queens get in. Um, it, it's possible that that Liberty could beat them twice, and they could still sneak in. It's it's. There's so many weird tiebreakers. I, I don't even want to go through them all. We did get a question I want to get to. Uh, really appreciate this one from uh, Jabari. Are you happy KSU is joining CUSA? Yeah, absolutely. I thought the atmosphere was great. Uh, I hope, um, I put on Butcher's name, Abdul Rahim. I hope he stays there um, and continues to build that program up because that, that was fun. That was, you know, hey, look, it was a tough loss. But, um, man, we want rivalries like that, right, Will? Yeah, and, you know, that means that also we're going to be going, you know, the, you know, the coaching staff and the team, they're going to be going to Atlanta. So, you know, any guys that they might be recruiting in that way, um, you get another chance to see them or have them come to the game. And so, I mean, I think it's just a, it's a good market 
you know, for Liberty to compete in. It's a good market for Conference USA. And Kennesaw State is is a rising program. I mean, they've got they've had a decent football team over the last few years. Uh, basketball is really picking up. They have a decent baseball team. So I think it's just a it's a good team for us to to have because we're also familiar with them as well. Yeah, I mean, they're 133rd in the net. I mean, you want those kind of teams in your conference. They would be, they would fit right in with CUSA if they can continue at this level. Um, you know, time will tell if they can, you know, keep this up year after year after year. They're going to lose a lot of players in the next, you know, year or two. But, um, um, and obviously they're not in CUSA next year. They they have to wait a year. <laughs> that team might dominate the ASUN next year. They may really, um, It'll be interesting. I think it'll be like a three-horse race with Kennesaw, FGCU, and maybe even our, our friends at Queens. Um, yeah, and, you know, the state of Georgia is just dominated by UGA and Georgia Tech and the SEC, but I listen to quite a bit of um, sports radio coming out of Atlanta, and Kennesaw State's getting a lot of buzz and on some of those networks and things like that. So I would expect, you know, an uptick in their recruiting as they move up as well. Yeah. All right. Well, let's kind of run back through this before we get to our, our picks of the week. No long shots. So we'll, we'll go a little longer. And I got I got some some stuff I want to get off my chest. Not really get off my chest. I just uh, I want to talk. You, I want to I want to talk a some basketball, man. This is what I live for. Uh, so here's the standings again. Uh, just a quick primer. Let's look at the the tournament as it stands right now. Um, obviously, you know, Liberty still has a chance to catch Kennesaw. Um or, I mean, they've already caught Kennesaw, but actually to win the tiebreaker um, mm-hmm. looks like, uh, man, I just let, let's talk about North Alabama, man. That is, is that OK, I'm going to ask you this. Would you rather play North Alabama or EKU <laughs> right now? I think I, I think I'd rather play. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I'd probably rather play North Alabama. Yeah, we just had, and the Liberty's had so much success against them, but I yeah. feel like it's almost like fool's gold because that team, man, they have been playing well. I think they're seven and one in their last eight games. Uh, mm-hmm. They just beat EKU. EKU hadn't lost a home game since November. They they yeah. won at EKU. I mean, that is a dangerous team, and and they're they're eligible this year, right? Uh yes, I believe so. So I mean, the, and this is their first year eligible too. So yeah. That's just yeah, that. they they want to taste it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I would love to see them get beat. Uh, and it's just they're there's <laughs> not an easy out this year. I, I look up and down. Stetson, they they are a great offensive team. I know Liberty took care of them with ease, but uh, I've watched a lot of their games this year, and I'm like, I don't know how Liberty beat them as 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 uh by as much as we did. Um, even even Queens, Florida Gulf Coast, in the ten seed. Uh, yeah, I got. Yeah, I got to tell you, Kennesaw State. They're probably looking at this bracket and thinking, "Oh, we might have to play Queens again." Um, that might, you know, put a little fear into them a little bit. Yeah, Bellarmine, North Florida, though. I mean, honestly, that might be the. I, I don't know. You could move up to the one, and but it could all change. Let's go through this week and kind of look at, kind of give you guys a primer of of what to expect. So first off, the seeding tiebreaker. It's head to head. Then it's winning percentage in the clean 13. I mean, you talk about the wildest tiebreaker I've ever seen. <laughs> your last 13. thought about uh, clean 13. Your last 13 games with the exception of the away game with the team you played twice. So for Liberty, the game on Wednesday will not count. And their last, this will be the last 13 games except for that game. 
Uh, that's the next summer. I don't know if that's actually going to come into effect because if you look at kind of, I, I, I made a list here with like the notable head to heads there. Most of them are, are one and O or O and one or two and O there's not a whole lot of one and ones, which is the only way you would have a tiebreaker, but, uh, mm-hmm. but let's look through it. So let's start with, uh, the battle for the one seed Kennesaw and Liberty Kennesaw is at North Alabama and at, at central Arkansas Liberty at Queens versus Queens. Um, I mean, I, I think I think Liberty's got a chance here, uh, but I think we'll know Wednesday night um, if there's if if Liberty doesn't get it flipped on Wednesday night, it's probably not going to happen. Is that where you're at too? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, unless something, you know, unless Kennesaw State just blows out UNA, and um, you know, if Liberty squeaks by Queens or something like that, um, you know, is there a scenario where Kennesaw State kind of coasts through that last game at Central Arkansas and then? It gets upset. Yeah. Central Arkansas's last game of the season. They're not making the tournament. They're yeah. at home. Senior night. I, I mean, I guess you know, weird things happen. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then it looks like the battle for the the three is probably between Stetson and EKU. Stetson has the tiebreaker right now. Or do they? I don't. Uh... No, EKU is the tiebreaker. I think I have the backwards. Sorry about that. But EKU is the three. Stetson's the four. Uh, Stetson's at Austin P or versus Austin P versus Lipscomb. EKU is uh, a home against North Florida and at Jacksonville. Uh, EKU is playing teams that have a lot more on the line than Stetson. Uh, so Stetson could very, I think, easily slide up to that number two. In fact, uh, they actually, if you look at the projected record of what Ken Palm says, uh, says that they will they will to go ahead, so that's kind of something to watch. And then we talked about North Alabama; they're pro- I don't see a way they're going to get up to the four because they had to pass two teams. Um, and then let's kind of talk about Lipscomb's probably in the seven, but let's talk about the bottom here because you have Bellarmine who got a one point win on a last second shot against uh, Central Arkansas at home today. Uh, they almost they they were up like I think six points with like a minute and a half left and almost and lost the lead. And and one by one on a, a last second shot. It was a pretty pretty wild finish. Um uh thankful that I had the under in that game. But uh um what do you think about this this seven? So so Bellerman, they're at Jacksonville, they're at North Florida, they're playing two teams that are both trying to fight to get in. Um I, I don't think that they can fall down to the eleven. I think that would be pretty tough. Um I don't know. What do you think about Florida Gulf Coast and Jacksonville? Florida Gulf Coast versus Lipscomb versus Austin P. Jacksonville versus Bellarmine versus EKU. Who would you give the uh, the advantage there? I'm going to go Florida Gulf Coast. I think they've got enough talent where if they could find something and and put it together, I don't I don't know where they are as far as like you know how injured they are, how banged up they are, or anything like that, but. I feel like home against Lipscomb and then home against P puts them in a pretty good spot. Yeah. I feel like they've been in a good spot all year and just keep fumbling. Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand. Um, and then honestly, I mean, Florida golf Coast and Jacksonville. I mean, if they both take care of business, I mean, look, let's be honest. Liberty is heavily favored in both of these games. I mean, we know Queens is dangerous, um, if Queens is going to get Liberty, it's going to be on Wednesday, right? Like they're not going to go mm-hmm. into Liberty arena. I don't think you're going to win on senior night. I, no, I not on, on Darius's last home game. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. So, 
I mean, Queens might honestly just end up being the, the odd men out. I mean, I guess if you're Queens, you're, you're hoping, um, um, you're you're hoping that Florida Gulf Coast and you are tied because they have the tiebreaker for Florida Gulf Coast. But if they're tied with Jacksonville, uh, they lose the tiebreaker. So, yeah, Coach Leonard has me believing, man. After that interview, he's got me believing. It would not surprise me if Queens took that first one against Liberty, um, and you know, stake stake their claim in the tournament, but he's got me believing right now after this. So I'm still a little nervous about that Wednesday game. Not so nervous about the Friday game. Um, best case scenario, Kennesaw state, <laughs> like just they're spinning out of control right now. That's best case scenario. Yeah. All right. We'll get to our picks here in just a second. A couple more things we want to go over. Here's Liberty's updated, uh, uh, quad sheet, uh, Florida Gulf Coast, they fell to a quad four. So Liberty is now three and three in the, the quad three games. Uh, the Kennesaw loss was a quad two game. Well, did you think it's wild that uh, Liberty <laughs> lost to Kennesaw? And Liberty, it's not that bad of a loss. <laughs> well, and Liberty didn't move a single spot in Ken Pump or net. And Kennesaw actually fell lost spots after their their split this week <laughs> is that yeah. pretty pretty wild that is you? wild yeah that's kind of crazy kim pom has kim pom and that have no emotions folks no emotions <laughs> uh, and then again here 79 percent is the the odds uh for the the road game 92 at home all right well, let's get into the picks no long shots this week he uh he is uh volunteering at a NASCAR event for sick children, I believe. Um, I think that's, I think that's what he's doing. Uh, but here's what we did last week. Hey, I had a six and five week, uh, need a miracle to finish 500, but that is the goal. Uh, long shots took a commanding lead for four wins ahead of John after John's four and six struggled. John really just uh, got off to a bad start, tried to bounce back, but it uh, didn't happen. But let's get into our picks of the week. We'll kind of run through these here. Um, Kansas at TCU. I'm taking TCU, man. Kansas, I don't trust that team at all right now, especially on the road. So I'm going with TCU just because of that. We'll just jump in if you want to jump in at any point. If not, we'll just kind of run <laughs> through these. <laughs> uh, Marquette at Creighton. I'm definitely going with the home team in that matchup. Yeah. Uh, this is what I want your thoughts on. I'm taking North Alabama. I, I think North Al- they're playing really well. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how Kennesaw responds after that loss on Saturday. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just kind of buying too much into the North Alabama, um, hot streak and, and fading Kennesaw too quick. What, what's your thoughts on this game? Um, I'm going with, uh, the better record and Richie long shots on this one with Kennesaw. <laughs> I think, and I think Kennesaw has a bounce back game after the, after the hangover game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I hope you're wrong uh, for mul- <laughs> multiple reasons. Uh, but yeah, that'll be a fascinating one. Definitely a two screen, two screen event uh, on uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, Lipscomb at FGCU. I, I'm not picking FGCU for anything right now. I just cannot believe how bad they have played down the stretch. Uh, I still don't want them in the tournament because I still feel like that's a team that give them like a second life, uh, clean, clean slate. They they're dangerous, but I don't know. 
Would you pick Florida Gold Coast in anything right now, Will? It would be difficult to, for sure. I mean, can we like they won at USC. At USC, (laughs) they won a tournament against Northern Northern Kentucky, Drexel, beat Georgia Southern on the road, beat Mercer, Mm -hmm. won at St. Bonaventure. Like they had this incredible non conference, and they something happened. And they started two and oh, and they are four and ten cents. Uh, just got swept by Stetson. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what to make of that team. That is a wild season. Uh, I'm sure I would hate to be a Florida man. That could you imagine how brutal of a season that is? Get your expectations up that high, and then oh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, they all of those guys were thinking this is our this is our year. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Uh, remember, we were talking, are they as good as Liberty? (laughs) Yeah. All right, here's my strategy on Liberty Queens. I'm going to play this exactly like we played the COVID season. Uh, okay. You always faded Liberty on Friday. You always yeah. you always tail Liberty on Saturday, right? Like yeah, that. That's right. It was it was it was a machine. Friday night was an underperformance. Saturday they bounced back and took care. And especially with it being on the road and at home, mm-hmm. um, I know that we're just going to skip down the second. Game. I know the second game's 16, and that's a lot of points. But I think Liberty wins on Wednesday, but I think it's close. I think it's probably four or five points is probably where I'd say. What would you what mm-hmm. would you put the the are you kind of in that same boat? Yeah, I don't I don't see this one at Queens being the double digit A Sun win. So I think, yeah, probably six or seven points on that one is where I'd probably feel comfortable if I had money on it. Just win. Just win this one, baby. Just yeah. win. This is a yeah. I don't care how ugly it is, just just find a way to get it done. Uh, and then um, Austin P at Stetson. Oh, I I hate riding with P. And and I also I, I feel like I'm gonna get bit with this because I don't think we've had any word. Austin P may have half their darn team suspended for this game too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't know North Florida. Are they gonna have some players suspended as they're fighting for this last spot? <laughs> yeah, I mean North Florida initiated all of that. I, I didn't see all the games, so I don't know if there was any back and forth before that last foul happened. Um, on that attempted dunk by Austin P, but North Florida definitely initiated that. But it'd be interesting to see who's out for that. Um, yeah, I don't. I think you just said something though. I'm hate riding with P. I think that ought to be a T-shirt at a sea of red dot com. <laughs> I hate riding with P. Oh, or, or if it's them, they could make their interest ride with P. That's a, yeah. <laughs> all right, UCLA, Utah. I. I don't know why Chad is on the Utes. I I don't see it, but you know, hey, maybe Chad knows something. And I already talked about my 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 Liberty Queen strategy. Uh, Texas at Baylor. I'm going with Baylor after they broke ripped my heart out on Saturday. Uh, I just man at home. Baylor is such a weird team. I, I could go into a whole spiel about Baylor. They're like second in the country in offensive efficiency. And they do nothing good offense, like great offensively, other than rebound. And I have no idea. I don't understand that. I need to talk to Lord Kempom about how that's possible. <laughs> but that's another story. Uh, well, I'm curious your thoughts on St. Mary's at Gonzaga. I know St. Mary's uh, uh, beat him in the first game. Uh, is this one of like the the best matchups of the season? This will be a really fun match. I don't. What time is this one on Saturday? Is this a late game? I would assume so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I probably will not stay up 
enough to watch it, but I'll definitely be watching the highlights on Sports Center the next day. Man, I'm I've got Gonzaga by ten here. Uh, whoa, oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, all right. Like that. I mean, uh, I think it'll be a closer game, but I've I've got them by ten. Ten o'clock on Saturday night, just a beautiful Ooh. time. The kids hopefully like into their rim cycle at that point. Oh, beautiful. I'll be in my rim cycle at that point. I'll just be getting started, baby. All right. <laughs> and then uh, we got a couple questions. We'll get to those in just a second. I love love this interaction. People still watching us an hour and six minutes in. You guys are nuts, but I love <laughs> it. Uh, and then Virginia, you would see another just fantastic game. I'm just – Tar Heels are a wash. Oh, <laughs> a wild team. I just say at home, hey, I'm, I'm taking them. Is that, that a bad pick? Uh, I think so. I'm going Virginia. All right, let's run through some questions here. Awesome question here, Liberty Sports Fan Podcast. Thank you for chiming in here. Uh, let's run through like the home game scenario. Um, and I'm sorry sometimes if I like just talk about this because I like live this every day. So sometimes I might jump through it a little bit more than people who don't live it. Uh, Liberty, I, I think Liberty's guaranteed a two seed. Uh, they're two games ahead of EKU. Um, if EKU won both games and Liberty lost both games, maybe the t- I don't understand the tiebreaker, but I'm pretty sure Liberty's locked into at least the two seed. So if you're the two seed, you are guaranteed your quarterfinal game to be at home. If you win that, you're guaranteed your semifinal game to be at home. And then if you win that, the championship game is on the road if you face the number one seed. If you face anyone else, it's at home. So uh, that's another interesting thing is I think people just like, oh, Liberty lost home court advantage. Well, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Uh, if you run back through the last three years, the number one or number two seed that wasn't Liberty, they all lost before the championship. Jacksonville State last year lost. Uh, North Florida lost in 2020. They were the two. Mm-hmm. We played Lipscomb. Lipscomb. Um, and I don't know who the other one was the other year, but they lost. So, like, Lipscomb. was it, was was it Lipscomb? Lipscomb? Who was the two? The year, the two the year that we beat them, or the first year that we beat them. Yeah, no, be the one seed. no. Who was the year? Who was the who was the two the uh, the COVID year? I don't the 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 one we beat North Alabama in the game that didn't oh, yeah, act, yeah. the game that didn't actually matter because uh, we clinched in the quarterfinals. I don't know who did uh, whoever North Alabama beat. That was again, yeah, like yeah. I said, but like I said, three years in a row the other team hasn't made it that far. So I, I think people don't realize like it's actually probably more like a 50-50 shot that Kenneth Hawks makes it. And Liberty is not necessarily that much higher. Liberty is going to be higher because of their like metrics. But Liberty's chance to make the championship is probably only 60. So if you're, you know, if Kennesaw falls to the two, there's a chance they can still host the championship because there's a chance Liberty could get knocked out before then. So um and I, it, I'm also okay. I prefer, you know, a championship game if it is Kennesaw prefer for us to not play them and us be at home, but also don't feel too bad about playing Kennesaw on the road in a championship game. We've seen what their atmosphere is like. Might be a little bit more hype for a championship game on ESPN2 at 3 o'clock on a Sunday, but I feel like our guys have been there. They know that now. I feel pretty confident about that game. Yeah, Liberty's never lost to a team twice in the A-Sun. So, I mean, that's a pretty good thing going for you. 
Um, I would love for Liberty to get the one this week and then play Kennesaw yeah. Championship. Yeah, be that, that would be fun, and uh, I will call it here. I think, right. it, I think it's a uh, Lipscomb 2020 type win. I think it's uh, one of those games we think is going to be close, and then Liberty just comes out and wins it by 30. I like it. I'm saying it. I'm sticking to it. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, this was a fun show. Thanks to, to Darius McGee and, and John and uh, Coach Leonard for joining us. Uh, really enjoyed this one tonight. I'll be back next week to talk about the actual bracket, not probable brackets, not Kim. Uh, we'll have Kim on probability. You know that'll make it in. Uh, but, um, but yeah, we'll be back. Uh, I think we got a really, really good guest to help us break down the ASUN the uh, tournament. So when we get that confirmed, we'll, we'll post it on all the socials and all that. But uh, I think you're going to really enjoy this one uh, as we break down the, the bracket, make some predictions, talk through the matchups, all that kind of fun stuff. Will, you got any other final thoughts tonight? Phantom. Go Flames. Phantom. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, like on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Like the podcast. Comment. Do all the stuff. We love you. Go Flames.